I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to a Celtic state of mind, slightly different lineup. We've been saying that all season about Celtic's defence. Big Yogi is probably in sunnier climes, less grey climes, but I'm pretty sure he'll be watching it from whichever part of Europe he is in. Welcome to the show, Patrick McGilp and Paddy Sinnott. Paddy, brilliant to see you back, pal. How have you been? Hi, good, mate. Good. Just been really busy. And in the boot room, uh, just writing, writing, writing. So it took a bit of time to get adjusted to it, but now I'm into the swing of a new workplace. It's all good, mate. All good. Well, listen, I'm feeling that because I'm in my new workplace and I managed to dig out the familiar mug. Obviously, people have been missing the Liam Gallagher mug there. Um, just announced that he's going to be doing some definitely maybe dates. Uh, a big massive tour, will I go to that? Probably. Swagger about. Um, pretend it's 94 again. Uh, <laughs> Patrick McGulp, you can't do that because you can't remember it. You can't remember that far back, young man. Uh, Paddy, he must first have been thing I want... Two. You? No, young, oh, young Patrick. Patrick. Aye. I was minus six, I wasn't even here. Oh, were you even young born gun. yet? Oh, Jesus Christ, man, I was at college at that point. Anyway. Young Gun wasn't here. I know. I know. Blood the Oasis, the Britpop battle. <laughs> that was on the 10 o'clock news. Great, great times. Brilliant times. And everybody in Fife was swaggering about with the, the hairdos and calling their wee brothers our kids like they were in Manchester. <laughs> it was great. Uh, Barry, you mentioned your blog. I noticed this morning that you were giving an update on um, Celtic's injuries. It's been a big issue all season. What is yep. the current update from the gaffer? Well, so far, the Rockies back in training. Um, which is which is great news. I don't know whether he'll feature on on um, Saturday, Sunday. Sorry, 
Um, obviously, with him not being in the Champions League squad, he's not going to feature against Madrid. Um, but he could be back for, for Hibs, hopefully. Um, Abad and Welsh, they're both due to be back in December. Um, I think, obviously, with we, we, the kind of types of injuries they've got, so we have a wee bit of longer recovery time. Nothing about Maida, right enough. Not, not a mm. thing about Maida. So, there's, although he, if you remember, he got sent back for Japan squad, uh, I think a couple of days into the international break where an injury issue but there's been nothing since then um, not heard anything at all what's wrong with him what type of injury it is unless you guys are, have picked up in something but um, other than that it looks like our injury problems are starting to kind of dissipate and hopefully we can we can get into the second half of the season we are strong in a full squad yeah they are easing Paddy uh-huh. and that, this is a big thing when these players are coming back it's going to add to, to Brendan Rodgers he's um, Selection uh, choices, yeah. obviously. Uh, when we look at this weekend, we'll start off with Maeda. Then we don't really know what the update is. Uh, Patrick Liam yesterday was talking about the fact that it, it seemed almost precautionary because the Japanese international games weren't big ones. Obviously, the manager uh, was utilising Hatati and Kyogo. He didn't want to uh, maybe push or risk Maeda if there was some kind of knock or a, or a strain. If it's not been mentioned, we can only speculate. Uh, about his inclusion in the team. If he doesn't make it, though, he's been a big player this season, Patrick. Um, if he doesn't make it on Sunday, who replaces him? Um, it's a good question. Uh, I mean, you could go, you could go very left field and say, you know, Mikey Johnson could make a case for himself. You know, having scored and got the Player of the Match award um, for Ireland against, I want to say it was Gibraltar. I know it was a, a very sort of minute team, but. He's obviously been the best player in the park between, what, 22, 26 guys. Uh, an achievement in itself. Another goal. You know, I know he's not scored for Celtic since late 20, 2019, but he's he's got a few goals for Ireland now, I'm sure, and I think he's he's been quite impressive in that squad. Um, so, I mean, you could... I wouldn't put it past Brendan to put him into the team. You know, he likes giving youth a chance. Um, I was quite a big fan of Yang when he first came in. I thought he looked quite lively. I thought he was quite direct, quite skillful. Mm-hmm. But... Basically, as soon as he enters the 18-yard box, he seems to struggle. He's got very little final product so far. I mean, again, young player, um, so you know, time will tell. But I think it could be could be either of those two, in my opinion. I, I can actually, I, I think he'll give Mikey a chance. And Mikey Johnson is one of these players. I think he's what 24, 25 now. Um, I think we've been saying for a few years, you know, this will be his last chance. But I think. Certainly at Celtic, I think this is his last chance. You know, he's doing well for Ireland. He could get a decent move if it doesn't work out. But certainly at Celtic, I think he needs to kick on now. Right, let's talk about him then. Because I'm not quite sure, Paddy, what your view is on, on Mikey. But since we started doing the live streams, which is over three years ago now, we've always been thinking this is a last chance saloon for Mikey Johnson. And he's still sitting there at the bar ordering drinks, right? He's still in that bar. Um, the gaffer that believed in him when he was a young player at Celtic has come back, obviously, and that might um, enthuse Johnson's um, prospects, if you like, for the for the future. He's in the Champions League squad for obvious reasons, but he has he has performed well, you know, in these internationals. Albeit, you know, Gibraltar isn't the the, the top quality opposition um, that you could come up against on that particular platform. However, six caps, two goals, one man in the match performance. At least he's playing games. I said yesterday, Paddy, of the options, I think Rogers, if indeed Maida's not going to make it, I reckon Forrest. I think it's a safe bet. He's got bags of experience. You go back 
to previous games at Tincastle, even the one a year ago when VAR was introduced, wrote, uh, you know, Forrest was an important part of that one. What do you reckon? Is it Yang? Is it Mikey? Or is it Forrest? I, I, I think I think we'll go with Forrest this weekend just for his experience. Tynecastle's always a a tricky place to go into. They always seem to up their game against us um, when we come visiting. Um, and I think I think Palmer might keep his place in the left. Um, you seen I, I was watching Palmer on international duty, and um, he played very well against Cuba. Set up the second goal. We won his we won his um, trademark whip crosses. Um, and it was it was reminiscent of what he did against Motherwell, except a, a Honduran player just nicked into the back post and and, and tucked it home. So I, I think Palmer might might play. Um, Mikey Johnson, I, I, I love a, a player that comes through um, the academy and, and makes it at Celtic. And, and like you said before, we've been seeing this from about Mikey Johnson for a long, long time now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just I'm, I'm just worried that his time has passed. He's maybe. Maybe peaking now. I mean, he scored two goals at the national level, but both these goals have came against Gibraltar. I mean, I know people are going to say, "Well, you can only beat what's in front of you," which is true. But um, I don't think you can really measure on what you can do for Celtic against a team like Gibraltar, who don't even play full uh, time football. Um, so I'm thinking it'll be a bit of experience with, with, with Forrest on the right, Palm on the left. Um, if if Maida also doesn't make, if Maida makes it, it'll be Maida and Forrest. I think I, I can't see. Mikey making the squad this week. Now, I, I totally get that with, with Mikey Johnson. I asked the question uh, yesterday or the day before about international football, what it can do for your, your club, what can it do for your manager? You know, Lagerbielks went over and, and obviously made his mark. Mikey Johnson's done the same. Liam Skills has continued with the great form that we've uh, been witnessing all season. Do you think it makes a big difference, Patrick? Because I, I'm probably on the side of the fence that Paddy's on when it comes to Mikey Johnson. I do think he's got bags of talent. I really do. And I think last season's loan move was the perfect move for him. Get out there and get some games. That broke him into the international arena. And he's doing really well there. He's, he's taking that step pretty confidently. However, in terms of making an impact, you've just got to look on the other side, Palmer coming in and the impact he's made. You know, and, and to the point where we're all talking about him as if he's an absolute given to start at the weekend. I have never felt since Mikey Johnson made his debut, by the way, about seven years ago now, mm-hmm. I've never felt like he was a you know, a cast iron starter for Celtic, Patrick. No, he's he's never been in that category. Um you know, he said maybe a couple of weeks where he's been a starter. You know, I think back to when Neil Lennon became the permanent manager for the second time uh, before LMUC came in. Uh, Johnston played in the qualifiers and he, he, he played that nice pass through to Edward uh, in a game at Ibrooks. Um, you know, another time might have been the League Cup final in Angie's first year where he was sort of forced in because we had so many injuries. But mm. I mean, those are the only two times where he's really been, you know, we need to start Johnston. Um, I'm a big fan of Mikey Johnson. Um, I get slide rotten for it by just about everyone because I'm thinking one of the few left. Um, you know, I, I agree with you. I think he's got uh, tons of skill, and it just doesn't seem to to work for him. It, he, he's got you know questionable decision making at times. He's he's he seems to struggle to find the net certainly at Celtic over the past four years. And mm-hmm. as you say, he's been here for I think it was um, six and a half years ago or something. Him and Ralston made their debuts. In the same competitive game, um, so I think you know Johnston. time is definitely. I uh, I think it was late April or early May, um, ah, early not May, just the first season. Aye, um, 
so yeah, I mean, it, it shows how long ago it was. Um, and you know, it's certainly for his career. I mean, it's good that he's now playing international football for Ireland. He's he's had a season under his belt away in Portugal, just for his benefit. Either needs to kick on or or move on, really. Um, and you know, if it's ever going to happen, it has to happen now because he's got a good manager who has he's obviously worked with before. No, I'm just probably because well, I've got. Sorry, Paul John. Sorry, on you go. I was I was just about to say the problem I've got as well is got Marco Tellio waiting to get his yeah. debt. So he's he's waiting, and he was one of the orders of signings. So when it comes to when it comes to picking your 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 team or giving somebody a run out or who deserves a run out, who are you going to pick? A player you've signed or a player who's been there for years? It's just kind of always been the bridesmaid, but never the bride. I, I just don't know. I just I just think there's too much happening at Celtic right now for him to kind of come in and. He's take a claim for that for that place that he's looking for. No, you're right about Tillio because as soon as he gets to that point, then he needs a game. He needs to start playing to Aye. get to the match sharpness. Yep. Um, Mikey Johnson, I've just been looking here. He made his debut. Um, th- this is his eighth season as a first team player. It's at incredible, albeit last season he spent it in Portugal. Eighth season, unbelievable when you think about that. But I also go to the point that he's played under you know various managers. And you think to yourself, well, they can't all be wrong. So he must be showing something that, that keeps him at the club year after year after year. Um, so it'll be interesting this weekend. If Maeda indeed doesn't make it, who will be replacing him? But we're talking about, by the way, before we move on to, to Palmer, the, the point about Yang, I agree with you, Patrick. I think Yang showed some real promise when he came in. There was a point made yesterday by James that um, he seemed not to take the the uh, the motherwell atmosphere um, and his stride, it seemed to rattle him a wee bit and he was pulled at half-time. We're going to Tynecastle on Sunday, right? And we know how toxic <laughs> it can be there. And also, with the reduced allocation, under 600 yep. Celtic fans in the ground. But I'm of the view, I'll come to you first, Paddy, I'm of the view, players need to go and experience that. I mean, you know, you, you, you think back to Kobayashi last season and he goes to Ibrox and he didn't play well. And it's like, it's always in the back of your mind, oh, we can't play him because, you know, remember that time at Ibrox? If you want to be a Celtic player, you need to deal with that atmosphere. Hearts is one of the toughest away grounds to get a result at. If you want to be a Celtic player, go out there and play him. Do you throw him in, do you think, Paddy, under the circumstances? No, I'm I'm the same view as as young Patrick. He's another one that just seems to... He's got got something. He's got something about him. And and he's got tricks and he's he's quick. He's got a nice touch and he can beat a man. But as soon as he gets near that 18-yard box... Seems to get a nosebleed and doesn't know what to do with the ball. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, listen, I, I know what you're saying about if you want to be a Celtic player, you need to um, be able to deal with the crowds. If you want to be a football player, you need to deal with the crowds because you'll not get anywhere in Europe that's as passionate as, 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 as football fans in Scotland, anywhere. And if you go to a place like Tynecastle where the crowd are on top of you um, and you can't handle that, and, and that's a stadium that's got, what, 17,000, I think, is its capacity, 18,000, then what chance have you got? Um, I, I I can't see. I think Yang needs to go and loan. I think he needs to get get his confidence up. I, I think he's lacking confidence. He needs to get a loan move. Um, but I I can't see him starting against Tynecastle. Um, I when he was hooked at half time against Motherwell, well, that, that tells you a story in itself. Um, so now I, I can't see. It. I just think he needs to kind of get his confidence up and, and maybe try and, and get some first team minutes on our on our team. I was looking actually through one of the blogs that James wrote this morning um, around the loanies that are out. I know, Parry, you'll be keeping an eye on some of them as well. Some youngsters who need to go out and get game time because they're probably the the better 
of the bunch in the B team, but uh, they're not going to get a first team game at Celtic, so they go out and they get the games in their legs. And then you've got guys like Sead Haksabanovic and um, probably Idiguchi at the moment who are a wee that wee bit older, a wee bit more experienced, and uh, they're going away probably to pave their way out of the club. To be fair, and you know when I think about the amount of right wingers we've got at the club and the fact that we've never played Quan. Um, or James McCarthy this season, I think there probably could be uh, a pathway for more players to go out on loan, Patrick. I don't see the point in these guys sitting, just basically stagnating, training all day, uh, all week rather, and not having the game at the end of the week that you're training for. Uh, that's not good for a footballer at any age, but certainly when you've, you know, if you're, if you're looking at the likes of Yang coming over, he's got to play Quan. He's played a testimonial game and a couple of pre-season friendlies. That's it. That's no good for footballers. We need to get them out and get them playing, don't we? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't help us financially either. The fact that we're signing these guys, paying them a wage, and we're not contributing to any team. Uh, and, you know, they're obviously not developing themselves either by not playing professional football. Um, I think that is possibly a solution that we can reach, certainly with McCarthy. And then, obviously, I think Quan is is a young a young midfielder, so he can obviously benefit from uh, more experience and development than, say, a team that we approve of. Um, you know, maybe the fact that he's a, he's a young player, maybe moving from, um, from Asia to Europe and to Scotland to then move again somewhere else in Europe, presumably, mm. might be a bit... You know, it, it's a lot to deal with as a young person. Um, so, you know, maybe it's best to just have him settle into the country first and maybe get some minutes with Celtic and maybe next season. Same with Yang as well. Um, settle into the squad, the club, maybe go out and loan next season. Then, you know, these are players for the future sort of thing. But McCarthy is <laughs> it's incredibly still with, with Celtic, really. I mean, two years, I think the last time he played was early last season, maybe about a year ago, 12 months ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly can't remember the last time he played for Celtic. Um, you know, he's obviously, I think he'll go on a fair wage from what I hear. Um, he probably doesn't want to leave um, to go and play for two, three grand a week. So alone might be, you know, the best option, getting playing football, but someone else can pay certainly a part of his wages. Um, I think that's one, you know, he's just going to run that contract down. I believe he get a four year deal. Mm. It's just one of those ones. It's, it's a bit like a Yeti and Barkas. You just you know they're poor, but you kind of get rid of them because of the wages. It's it's poor squad management from Celtic, really. But um, you know, guys like Quan Yang, you know, once the future, not to be written off yet at all. But um, aye, the the squad could do with being trimmed a bit in January. 
I think so. I'm going to jump over to the left hand side and Palmer. The impact that Palmer's made, Paddy. How imp- you know how impressed have you been with the player? I think um, you know there's a certain approach that he has where he's a big, strong, confident guy who um, likes to run at players. He's not a jinky type of player, but he likes to run, put the, the defender on the back foot. And uh, we've seen, obviously, that he likes to cut in and, and take a strike. He's been a bit unlucky, obviously, with the, the goal that was chopped off. And uh, Europe thought he was the hero for a moment. We all did. It was very, very unfortunate. But um, we're just talking like he's a starter, which is, I, I think it's testament to the impact that he's made. I think he's, I think he's been a, he's been a, a really good sign. And he shows a lot of promise, to be to be fair, as well. And, and, and it's funny, I, I wrote a piece in the book room about Palmer during the international break there. And it was a bit about his agent, where um, Palmer's like one of the, the top players in Honduras. He's like one of his biggest clients. Mm-hmm. And his agent says that you know, his, his former manager, Aris, um, can't remember his name now, off the top of my head, reckons he could play for Real Madrid. He's that good. Um, now, you take that with a pinch of salt, right? Because obviously they're just talking up the guy. But when you watch him play, he's, he's quite tricky. He, he lacks a bit of pace on me for a winger, but um, I think he's, he's, he's quite a good player. Shows a lot of skill. He's set pieces or he's dead ball delivery. He's brilliant. Um, don't understand why we don't have him taking corners with Matt Arelli, who's six foot five or whatever size he is, in the in the box trying to head the ball. That baffles me. But I, I like the look of him. Um, his goals that he's had so far. He should have had three, but he's had two. Um, mm-hmm. I've been I've been great. He's got a he's got a great right peg on him, and his assist out for Honduras during the week there was was dynamite. So I think we're getting he's a good player there. And there's a reason why we paid three and a half million pounds for him, uh, and he's only twenty three. So he has, so he's got plenty of time to develop as well. Um, and he comes highly rated in Honduras. Like I said, one of the one of the top players, in, and Azagiri, who we all know absolutely raves about him as well. Um, so now nah, I think he's he's been a great find. Um, he'll be a, he'll be a good player for us. Just needs just needs to kind of um, I don't know get more minutes for Celtic. Let's see what he can do. And, 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 and I think he's got the potential to be one of the best players at the club. That's my honest belief on that one. Yeah. What was interesting again. No apologies for mentioning the fact that we were obviously just rubbing shoulders with Brendan Rogers at the weekend, you know, um, having a wee bit of as crap, you as you do. And, uh, you know, you, you can't help it. People, because we were in this this little clubhouse area at The Rock, you know, people were asking Brendan about certain players and all that, as if he can sit there and, and uh, you know, rap about this one and this one, uh, you know, if he rated them or not, which was quite funny because obviously he is the master of uh, dealing with that kind of thing as well. What about then, um, obviously over the, the international period, plenty of our centre-halves have been out there, uh, Patrick, and uh, Carter Vickers, you know, he's back and, he, and he's a first choice, absolutely no doubt about it. On form, Scalesy has got to partner him. Uh, but we do have options there. I mean, Lagerbjell dropped out the squad, but he, he goes over uh, for Sweden and he performs well for them as well. Of course, we've got Nat Phillips in the door. I've not seen anything yet to suggest that he should be a first pick. Um, no disrespect to him, he's just never really had a run of games for us. And of course, the the uh, update on Novroski that Paddy gave us at the beginning of the show is a good one. You, you tend to forget, you know, he was a big, he was a preseason big money buy, wasn't he? Yeah. And um, you know, undoubtedly signed to replace Carol Starfield. It's not quite worked out like that. Um, and I'm asking you to uh, get your crystal ball out here because no one knows about form and injuries and all that kind of stuff. Do you think you know the fullness of time will show that that is the partnership? Um, Pat, Patrick, that Carter Vickers and Novroski will be the, the first picks in the, the central defensive area? 
I think that was definitely the assumption when he first came in. He's obviously signed as a direct replacement, and then he picks up an injury, and you know almost immediately Lager Belka sort of slots in at Rugby Park, and you know we're going through a tricky period in form, um, and then obviously he comes on against uh, he plays against Feyenoord and he gets sent off, and he's sort of been in and out of the team. Lager Belka is not. I mean, I, I think he's a great passer of the ball. I'm not quite convinced by his defending yet. Um, I think he's, he's he's an okay player. Um, Norovsky, apart from maybe one goal up at Petodri, I thought he's been quite solid mm. in the two or three games I've seen him play. Um, obviously spent spent a fair bit of money in both of them. Um, and then, you know, you've had Scales who's done well and I'm, I'm in the same camp as you with uh, Nat Phillips. I've not seen anything to suggest that, you know, he'll be a player. Um, obviously, he's been with Liverpool up until, what, he's 26 now, so he's, he's always a decent footballer, whether he makes it to Celtic you know, remains to be seen. Um, but, you know, I'd, I'd certainly say that Carter Vickers and Narovsky would be the partnership I assume we would go for. I, obviously, it's it, it's been a bit hectic. You know, we sort of went into the, the two European games there, struggling for centre-halves, and we're now, you know, going into a period where we've got about five or six yeah. fit, ready to... Well, Narovsky will be a few weeks, I think, but, you know, it's certainly fit centre-halves, and we don't quite know what we're getting with anyone apart from Carter Vickers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Will Scales is good form last, Will... Lagerbiel can make a recovery as Narovsky is good as we all think um, but certainly I but uh, Narovsky would be the one I'd be, I'd be going for as soon as he's available You know we've been talking about it all season because that's the area of the park that has been hit with this injury crisis and if you throw Awata into the mix we've got eight centre-halves on the books I'm going to ask though um, come January if all fit, you were talking there, Paddy, about Stephen Welsh coming back. You're almost a forgotten man this season, just signed a new deal, gets injured. A terrible timing. But once they're all fit and we've got the eight of them, how many do we keep? And and who is it, do you think, that's going to be leaving the building? Because if it continues as is, we're not going to keep Nat Phillips. He was an emergency loan. He's not played much football. And then the emergency Liam Scales wasn't. We never saw that coming. I certainly didn't. Um, and then you've got a scenario where Awata's not playing games, Kobayashi's not playing games. How many do we run with, do you think? Well, that, this is our thing, isn't it? Now, we've went, like Patrick was saying, we went for a position of having three central defenders to, to like, kind of trip and nerve them. I mean, it's hard to say. With, with Scales, you can't argue with, with what he's done so far. To, to, to take the jersey off him just because Naroki's come back would would be very, very harsh. And what kind of message does that send it to the SA team? Play well, aye, okay, play well for a few weeks, but when somebody else comes along, you're not getting a game. I, I, I think Scales, it's his jersey to lose. He's done nothing wrong to um, to, to suggest that he's, he's going to lose at any point, regardless whether Naroki or, or Lager Belka in a, a comeback um, into the squad. As for Iwata, he does convince me he's a central defender. He's 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 a midfielder. He's a defensive midfielder. Um, I mean, it's incredible to think it was Japan's MVP two seasons ago, and yeah, yeah, he can't even get into your team. And he, and, and no no defensive midfielder is going to get in that team when Callum McGregor's still there because he's he's just simply undroppable. Um, and even in games where you think he might get a wee rest, he still plays. So. That's a problem, like kind of Awata and Quan, uh, and maybe even Odin, uh, Thiago Holmes get got as well. They're never going to get minutes, um, just because Carlton McGregor's just is so good. Uh, Kobayashi, I can't see a future at him for for him at Celtic. He, he looked decent. I was at the game. I think he made his debut against was it Morton or Kilmarnock? I think. Morton in the Scottish Cup was it? We were on four 0 and I think that was his home debut, and he looked decent. Um, 
he looked quite tidy on the ball, he looked quite comfortable uh, on that left side of defence. But like you say, that Ibrox, he totally crumbled and he was like a different yeah. guy. So I can't see him hanging about Celtic. Phillips will go. I think he'll be gone. I can't see Celtic want to pay his wages or continue to pay his wages after the, the uh, after his loan deal expires in December. So you're going to go with what, five, six? Is that, does that leave us with six, maybe? No, well, that leaves us with five, doesn't it? Carter, Vickers, Lager, Bielka, Naroki, Scales and Welsh. Um, so I think that's probably about right. Um, maybe going into the, the second half of the season with, with five central mm. defenders. Because um, I think Scales, um, not, sorry, not Scales, Welsh, he's like Mikey Johnson, isn't he? He's, he's another one that's been there for a while. He's been on the fringes of the, the, the first team. And when he comes in, he does all right. But he's no one that you would say he's a he's a definite first team starter. Um, so he's a good squad player to have about, uh, and he doesn't seem to kick up a stink, doesn't seem to make any uh, grumble, and doesn't get minutes. So I know a good one. To, <coughs> excuse me to have hanging about the the team in case you need him. So I think we'll get into the, the second half of season with five, and you'll you'll see the likes of um, Kobayashi and Phillips, and what was the other one Elwata maybe going out in, in January. Yeah, yeah, you're right though about Welsh. If you've got a player like him. Or a player like Tony Ralston at right back, Paddy, yeah. or or Liam Scales now, you know, yeah. albeit I'm not saying drop him because he plays on Sunday for me because of his form. But if you've got guys like that in these positions and you know that they're backups, and as you say, low maintenance players that are not kicking up a stink, they're absolutely vital to a, to a squad game like this. I think that's brilliant. We don't have that at left back, for example. You know, I don't I don't think they've got that that consistency. Um, of a player who comes in who doesn't kick up a stink, doesn't cause any trouble off the park, as Burnaby obviously has. We don't have it on the left-hand side. Um, and I think these guys are vital. They should not be underestimated. But somebody might make an argument to say that we've got one um, between the sticks as well, maybe in Scott Bain. I'm not convinced that he's got the, the credentials when he actually plays um, that the other guys have got. But that's but, the thing. Um, no, it's all right having these players there, hey, Paul John, but they've got to be good enough to come in and yeah. do something... Do you know what I mean? That, that's that's just like saying, well, I'll not kick up a stink. Pay me five grand a week and I'll be a squad player. I'm, I'm not good enough to, to kind of step in and but do a job. But we've got Jerry Taylor. Well, you've I got mean, Jerry. Obviously, Ben didn't see him in action now, Paddy. That's right. Aye, I think he's getting scouted, isn't he? Um, but that, and, and it's all very well kind of having these players that don't kick up a fuss or whatever, but unless they can come in and actually do a job or, or even get to anywhere near a level, I say, like Greg Taylor's doing or Joe Hart's doing, or Carter Vickers is doing, there's no point in them being there. Absolutely no point. Do you think then, because we opened up and we were talking about Mikey Johnson, do you think Mikey could be in that category of Welsh, Ralston, guys that you can rely upon, uh, maybe even Liam Scales in the fullness of time, who are the second choices? Do you think Mikey could be that player? Has he shown enough for you, Paddy? Me or the young one? Um, well, I'm not going to call you the old one. I'm going to say just, just yourself, Paddy. <laughs> Paddy, Paddy uh, yes. uh, no, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I would love him to do it. I would. I would love him to go in and, and do that. Because like uh, Patrick, there, I, I like. Let's say at the start of the show, I like Johnston. I just think he's got something about him. But I know you said he's been there under what five or six man, five managers at the time. But I mean, he spent two years, an accumulative time. At, um, injured two years when you look at the injuries he's had out but within that time he's been if you take out that two years he's been to the club for six but yet he's still not be able to make his mark on the team mm. within that six year period so I know you're saying that he's there for a reason because he's been under five or six different managers but there's also a reason why he's not starting under these five or six different managers 
So I uh, maybe he is one of the guys that is, is wants to be a squad player. But when he came back to Portugal, he was he was he was adamant that he wants to make a, an impression in the Celtic first team. That's what he said when he first came back. One of his first um, interviews in the media <coughs> was he was determined to make a, a an influence on the Celtic first team. But I I, I just for all the world in the world, I'd love him to do it. I just can't see it. <coughs> no, no, it wouldn't surprise me to be fair, Paddy. But we will see. Um, Jungle Lion, always an absolute pleasure. Your comment on YouTube. If you want to make a comment on YouTube, all you need to do is subscribe to the channel and hit the notifications bell as well while you're at it because all the new content um, coming on the channel will result in you getting a notification. New manager, same old, same old. Yes, we are talking about the racket, the noise, the empty vessel. We hear it season upon season. Uh, Patrick McGill, and it's happening again. And You know, to be fair, remember... um, a few of our players over the last wee while have put out, for example, you know, social media posts, and we've spoken about it on here. Sia Taksabanovic has done it, and Maurice Jens has done it, Yakimakis. And can you imagine having somebody so mouthy as Todd Cantwell at the football club? I mean, it would just drive you insane. It would drive you insane, Patrick. Yeah, creating big beefs with pundits and you know, ex players of your your uh, challengers and all this kind of stuff. But there's, there seems to be an approach with Brendan Rodgers since he came back, and it was the same the first time round as well, where it's very much like he keeps his own counsel, doesn't he? Keeps his cards close to his chest, looks after his own backyard, takes care of business, and yet they are just going into meltdown without us even throwing in a grenade. We just leave them to it, Patrick. I find it quite embarrassing, to be fair, that they're using social media platforms and podcasts to... You know, current players. This isn't a guy that retired five years ago and he's telling you a few anecdotes about the dressing room and guys he didn't like. He plays for Rangers right now. I find it embarrassing. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, it's, um, I think it, it's, it's a stark difference between the two clubs. You know, Celtic, I think anyone who watches interviews and stuff, you can tell they tell the players to come across as humble. And I'm sure. A lot of the guys are just normal guys going about their business. They don't want to be shouting their mouths off because they know it can come back to bite them. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I think, you know, it's either a massive coincidence or the opposite is encouraged uh, on the other side of the city. It's almost as if they tell their players to mouth off. And, you know, the former manager, Bill, he was incredible. You know, every press conference he was coming away with some daft claim if not two or three. And, We're not quite Real you know, Madrid yet. <laughs> Remember that one? Oh, phenomenal. Right. Phenomenal. <laughs> Angie's lucky in his 25-year career compared to my 25-game career, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I, I think it's a, it shows a massive difference. Um, you know, it, they, they seem to encourage that sort of, you know, nonsense, whereas we, as you say, keep our cards close to our chest, 
don't come away with a lot of these. I mean, Bruni would do it once in a blue moon, you know, in a post-match interview, you know, men against boys and stuff like this, but we, we tend not to comment on other people's situations. We don't go posting 56 on our shorts on Instagram or laughing emojis when your opponents get knocked out of the cup and stuff. It's, um, it is pretty pathetic. And, you know, that obviously in the in the media, sort of more generally, they, they have banners displaying the words old firm as players walk out the tunnel, whereas we've not used the term since, I think, 2011. Um, you know, we don't want to be associated with that that sort of rivalry, that club. Um, and obviously it's a, it's a dead term now, has been for 11 and a half years. But either way, you know, the club, the manager, the players conduct themselves in the media. It's, it is embarrassing from them, but they seem to lap it up and, you know, they fall for it every time. It's I think it's, you know, three managers in a row in the past two years They've all came in with the, the buff, the, the bluster and all that, saying, you know, I'm going to win everything. And, you know, it seems to keep the fans on side for a short period. Uh, so, you Strange, know, good luck it? to them. Because yeah. I think uh, I think Brendan will be showing them. I think it's a strange one because we have seen it. It's history repeating itself, rinse and repeat. Um, who was the big Portuguese uh, centre-half that came in, Paddy, at Rangers? Bruno, That's the one. That's Bruno, the one. Bruno Alves, yeah. right? Bruno Alves, yeah. he was mouthing off. Then we had Joey Barton, he was mouthing off. Yeah. Now we've got Todd Cantwell, pantomime villain. The gaffers have been doing it. I think it comes down to a culture that you create within a football club, Paddy. And I think that uh, Brennan Rodgers is fantastic at doing it. It's all about ultra-professionalism, isn't it? I, I mean, it's been like that at the club. Even when um, Ange Postecoglou took over, it was always about professionalism, showing your opponent respect, um, not getting bogged down with, you call it noise, I, I understand why you don't want to get yourself bogged down with that kind of nonsense when when you know you're the person that who or, or you're the team who's, who's been chasing Celtic for the last 22 years, do you know what I mean, barring the odd um, kind of trophy here and there. Um, so I, I find it completely bizarre. I mean, the, the whole Todd Cardinal thing about Chris Sutton, I, I watched that um, podcast and what he failed to, to mention was that the reason why that all started was because Cantwell came on to Instagram and said Celtic never won that 3-2 game. We lost it, which I found, and that's what solicited the whole thing with Sutton ripping it out of Cantwell for that. And, and to be fair, he deserved it. So he's gone on that social media platform crying about Sutton and picking a 25-year-old boy. I'm sorry, mate, you're a man. If you're, that's something an 18-year-old boy would do is put something stupid. Do you know what I mean? So he failed to, to mention that. But then he also went on and said, I don't want to become a meme, but said literally 20, 30 seconds later that we've got a team that can definitely dominate Scotland. So I, the guy just totally, I find him totally bizarre. Um, so I that, I find the whole the whole obsession, this whole um, triumphalism that they've got, I just find it completely bizarre when they've done nothing in the last 12, 13 years to back it up. Um, sorry, unless you unless you take it for Todd Cantwell, who's who believes Celtic have been dominant for the last six to eight years. Um, so I, I I just don't understand it. I'm much more um, veered towards the narrative that ever since Martin O'Neill came in, in terms of the the football side of it, yeah. Patrick. Um, it's like you know something around the like. I would need to double check this. I think it's eighteen and twenty four titles we've won. In the last 24 seasons, we've won 18 leagues. So ah, that's off. domination. That yeah. is domination, you know. And, and and within that, you've got a quadruple treble. You've got an invincible treble. Now, I don't want to come across as triumphal in there. 
by the way, in saying that. But that, this is just the facts when you're looking at the honours. Um, and then you get people who come into the uh, party late and then start throwing these claims around. So, listen, if they're spending their time um, on podcasts and, and on social media and all that kind of stuff, great, fantastic, because I'm pretty sure Brennan Rogers will have his guys uh, finely tuned and preparing for the game at the weekend, which we'll get back to here now. We've been speaking about the central defensive uh, options and the wingers as well. I'm going to take a step back and talk about Joe Hart because we have, I'm going to come to you first, Paddy Sinnott, because I know that you'll be writing about it. You've already done a kind of deep dive into this target, this supposed target, uh, Andre Lunin. We were speaking about him yesterday. Yeah. Um, I mean, he seems to fit the profile of a perfect replacement. One of these guys who's got the age on his side, even if Hart was to be at Celtic for another year beyond this season, and I know Liam Carrigan would like that, he seems like a perfect buy. Do you think there's anything in it? <laughs> It would depend on what he's what, what kind of salary he's on at Real Madrid. He's at Real Madrid, right? So he's not going to be on. Um, he's not going to be on anything less than what eighty grand a week. I would imagine. I think. What was his transfer fee? It was quite a high fee was, that they paid for. Him. Uh, it was around about fourteen million euros. So it turned out to be like twelve million pounds, but it was an eight and a half million pound um, money up front with five million add-ons. So it was something around the, the, the likes of that. But he's been there. Five years, for four or five years now, and he's only played like twenty games for for Real Madrid. So it's not as if he's just been bought and he's frustrated after one season. He's 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 what to play first team football. He's an established internationalist. Um, I was I was replying to um, a tweet yesterday, um, and it was they were asking what kind of goalkeeper he is. Apparently, he's good with the ball at his feet, good shot stop, and he's also good at organising defence, which is. A carbon copy of Joe Hart, apart from the ball at your feet. Um, so, I, I would, I would, I would love to kind of see a player like that. He's only twenty four. He's got plenty of time to kind of carve a career out for yourself. But is he a is he a realistic target? I, I don't really know, Paul John. Like I said, it'll come down to finances. Whether we are looking to get offload them or whether they loan them, it might be a better better option. Um, I just kind of see us paying that kind of money for. For a for a for a player, I mean a goalkeeper. Um, so I don't know. It, it's one of the ones where it's a rumor just pops out. You do a bit of looking into. It, the more you read about it, the more you're thinking this might be a wee bit too far out of reach. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. But I think in terms of the age, um, maybe not going to Real Madrid for a replacement. But we have spoken about you know Joe Hart, the situation that we've got there. Patrick McGilp, um I'm happy with Joe Hart right now. Uh, I, I think that this season has been a, a slightly a uh, different approach to his game, which has been implemented by Brendan Rodgers. He's uh, kind of tore up that uh, that blueprint whereby a lot of the time the ball was getting passed back to him. He was spending a lot of the time with the ball at his feet. He was maybe panicking, labouring it, losing it. And, uh, you know, the heart and mouth moments that we spoke about over the last two years had to be made up with by big big saves. I've seen more of the big saves this season, Patrick, than the mistakes. I've been impressed with Joe. But his time will come, and uh, we do have to start looking for a replacement, don't we? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not sure exactly what age he is. I think I would say he's 36. Um, Which, you know, even for a goalkeeper, you're sort of getting on a bit at that stage. I know Craig Gordon. I think Craig Gordon's still playing. He's about 38, 39. Um, But, you know, even for a goalkeeper, you're sort of getting on a bit at that age. And, um, you know, I think I, I want to say his contract ends at the end of this season. There's probably an option to extend it, but 
Um, you know, it is coming to that time. I mean, I've said for, you know, 15, 16 months, I think we need we need and can sign a better goalkeeper. Um, you know, we want to play with the ball our feet, um, playing the ball out the back. Um, I think we're doing it, I think you're right, we're doing it slightly less than what we were under under Ange. Mm. Um, I, I actually was very impressed with Hart this season until we played Feyenoord. Um, you know, you, you can blame the wall, you can blame Hart. I think Hart should be saving that. Um, you know, I, at the end of the day, he is also the one organising the wall. So, you know, I think he has to take a level of responsibility. Saves a penalty, which, you know, that was good to see. I don't think he's ever saved a penalty for Celtic before. Um, and then you get to Lazio and I, I always struggle, you know, can you blame a goalkeeper for certain things? Mm. Could he do more at the corner that we concede? Can he do more with that header? I mean, if Pedro can jump that high to header that ball, surely Hart can jump high enough to, you know, get a glove out and, you know, palm it away. Um, I, I just think... I, I, don't, I never know if I'm being too harsh on a goalkeeper. I, I, I'm always caught in a grey area, but I, I think we can do a lot better, and I think we need a lot better uh, to compete in Europe, you know, we say it every season, but it's the, it's the defensive mistakes that cost us. And I think Hart and Taylor are probably the two most obvious areas where we need an upgrade. Um, and, you know, as you say, I think he's been, I think he's actually been quite good defensively this season, uh, not defensively, domestically. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see out the season nothing, but I think, you know, we do need to spend a bit of time looking for a replacement. And, you know, I don't think we'll need to pay, I think, was it 14 million euros for London if he's, um, if he's not getting a game for Real Madrid, you know, maybe a loan is an option. But um, mm. I think we do need to look for a new goalkeeper. Yeah, and it's been on the cards for some time. Obviously, last season we tried it uh, with, with Seagrass coming in. He's, he's barely played. Uh, Paddy, what's your take on what Patrick says there about the performances of Joe Hart this season? I think they have been improved over the piece. And there's been some big saves in there as well. Uh, when you look at um, the 0-0 game against St Johnston, he pulled off a couple of saves that effectively stopped us losing at home um, against them and I'm pretty sure I may, I may have my, my games wrong but I think before we went on to beat Ross County he pulled off a save at 0-0 as well um, that that I think um, stopped us from going through behind it might not have been Ross County it might have been, I can't remember but there's a couple of games that he's played that he's, he's pulled off crucial saves um, when, when the game's been in the balance so look the it's coming. Um, he needs to be replaced, but I wouldn't completely write him off and say, um, I don't know, like he needs to be replaced right away. I think I don't think there's any inclination to replace him right now. He contracts up at the end of the season. What we do need to do though is get somebody in in January so that he, he has the opportunity to kind of bed in for next season. Um, I still think well, Hart's got a lot to offer. I mean, I think the last time I was on the podcast, I actually wanted me to kind of um, get a contract extension but not as a first-team goalkeeper. Somebody that can kind of work away in the background as well, maybe help with the coaching, mm-hmm. um, where the goalkeeper's coming through, like young um, Tobu Aluayemi. Um, but I, the replacement for Hatton needs to happen um, because of his age, first of all. But I just think he's... he's I like to focus on what he's done really well for us because it's a lot of times he gets a lot of stick just because he can't kind of play with the ball at his feet. But you look at the amount of times he's saved us in games, the amount of saves he pulled yeah. off in Europe last season. Um, I just think he gets a lot of unnecessary stick um, for, for, for the media and some of the fans. That's... The, the thing is, if we look back on the, the two years, it's been trophy laden 
Um, and then we, we start to then pick holes in, in some of the things that we could have done better. Joe Hart, I think, has been a massive part of that success. We'll all agree with that. But yeah, the, the time will come at 36. I think Craig Gordon, actually, uh, Patrick, is in his 40s. He's in his early 40s now, um, having come back for that shocking tackle. Um, Hearts are going to double a contract as well. They're going to offer him one, Paddy? Well, it sounds like it, aye. Yeah. They're going to offer him an extension, yep. Wow. And, and bearing in mind, he was out the game for, what was it, two years, two and a half years before he signed for Celtic as well. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Harold, afternoon. It's great to see some of the regular names and faces coming in. Paddy Lavery as well. Always great to see you, Paddy. I hope you're doing well. And Kevin Mullen, afternoon, Axom. Buzzing for Sunday's game against the Wee Rangers. I uh, think this will be the time of the season uh, where we push on, start playing some good football and scalping teams. I thought we got a, a kind of um, a wee look at that, an insight into that particular style of play against Kilmarnock at home. It could have been five or six, actually. So, you know, if we did do that, Kevin, it would be almost taking, um, you know, taking that on from the last game, I think. Uh, double Denham, afternoon, Axel, and fellow Hoops. Great to see a few of our international boys perform well over the break. Back to the bread and butter on Sunday, and I think we're in good shape, Mon Hoops. Listen, if you're watching this thinking that it's the same old names coming up, then make a comment and uh, hopefully we can bring you into the conversation. Paddy, this is your second of the day. This is your brace. Three different locations, all with grey walls. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Well, young Patrick has just painted his walls. <laughs> they were green and white hoops previously. And I'm going to do something with this wall behind me because I just moved in yesterday. Right. Stuart at Ramsey, afternoon <laughs> Paddy's having a look to say, right, I'll put a wee mural up there. Let's get a mural. Let's get the Green Brigade boys out with the spray paint. Stuart Ramsey, afternoon Axon, and all my fellow Tims, hail, hail from a banky boy in the West Midlands. Always a pleasure to hear where the listeners are listening from as well. What do you reckon about the future of Joe Hart at Celtic? Does he have another couple of seasons in him? What about the central defensive partnership? What is it going to be long term? And if Maeda is uh, indeed injured and called out of this game at the weekend, who replaces him? Let us know in the comment section. Uh, we've spoken about some of the international stars. I want to move on to our Japanese internationals, um, internationalists rather, in Kyogo and Hitati. They obviously um, starred on the international stage. Patrick Hitati, just before he went away on that international break, showed us. Uh, that the signs were good, that he was coming back to his best. And uh, both he and Brennan Rogers have spoken about one-to-ones that Rogers has had with him. Rio Atati's not been at his best this season, but in the last performance before he went away on international duty, we've seen what he could do. And um, he's just getting played through that bad form, isn't he? Yeah, he has. Um, you know, he was, he, was, he was okay. He was sort of, you know, Average, if you want to call it that, uh, just before his injury at Aberdeen, he's came back in, and you know, particularly in the two European games, I know it's a different level, but I thought I thought it was incredibly poor. If I wait to find out, um, Lazio home game, I thought it was it was better, but you know, still not quite there. 
And then, you know, you see what he can do against Aberdeen. I, I feel as if he always plays quite well. No, not Aberdeen, sorry, Kilmarnock. Um, Kilmarnock at home. I mean, he was absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, it, and it, it shows what he's capable of and, you know, what he needs to do on the big stage, in my opinion. You know, there was a, there was a period where, you know, he, he was there was rumours he was unhappy, he wanted a move, he wasn't signing a deal. And it, it appears, you know, in his time out, he's spoken to Rogers. They seem to get on really well how he wants Hitati to play. He's signed a new deal, he's committed to his future and he's he's hitting form now. And um, you know, he, he needs to perform in the big games, uh, because you know what all very well doing that against Kilmarnock and it's great to see him back to top form. But um, you know, it's the big games where he's it's the, the biggest contrast for me because he is one of our better players, he's one of our bigger players and you need those guys to turn up. It's what Jota done so well, it's what Kyogo certainly for the last 12 to 15 months has been doing so well. It's what, you know, guys like Larson and Sutton done so well 20 years yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. Um, your big players to turn up in the big games. And so far this season, he's not done that. He's done it in the past, but, you know, hopefully Brendan can get the best out of him again. What have you noticed um, different about Kyogo and, and the way that he's playing under Brendan Rodgers? I said uh, last week, I don't think we're going to see a 30-goal season from Kyogo. I don't think Brendan Rodgers is kind of geared towards having that one... Um, figurehead in the team that's scoring all the goals. Um, but it, it's not to say that the performances aren't there, Patrick. No, uh, you know, I, I said, I think I said in the podcast when we played uh, Wolves in the friendly, I thought he was on the ball a lot more, you know, under Ange, you know, in the cup final in June. Um, mm. He scored with his first touch on, what was it, the 38th minute. You know, he would he could go through a game without getting a lot of touches, but he would pop up with a goal. I think that's obviously what Ange wanted from him. He just wanted him to score. Whereas under Brendan, you know, I think you can see, I think, in the first two seasons, um, you know, Liam Boyce for Ross County was the top scorer in the SPFL. And I think in Brendan's second season, shockingly, it was Chris Boyd for Kilmarnock. So certainly in, in, in the league, you know, our strikers aren't, you know, scoring barrel loads. It's a team effort because yeah. you've seen guys like Armstrong get 12 goals, Rogic 10 goals. Um, you know, guy. I think Boyata scored seven or eight um, in one season under Rogers. It's a, it's very much a collective, and obviously Sinclair chipping in. So I think he wants the team to score our goals, and I think you've seen that so far this season. So I think you're right. I don't think Kyogo will be getting, you know, thirty goals. But you know, Matt O'Reilly took him till February to score a league goal last season. Mm. I think, um, and he's now joint with Kyogo on five goals, I believe. So you're going to see guys like him score more, but maybe Kyogo playing a slightly different role. And you've, I think you've seen that in the early games as well. You know, some of the passes to set up, say Turnbull and O'Reilly, the wee flicks around the corner, it was it was quite impressive and quite new from Kyogo. And um, you know, he's obviously scored the opening goal for Japan the other day. So it's good to see him getting a different role, but still contributing, you know, a lot to the team. Yeah, without a doubt. But it begs the question as well, Paddy. I don't know what your thoughts are on um, Kyogo. Over the, the piece, he's been a, a hugely prolific goal scorer for Celtic. And I, I do expect him still to score 20-plus this season. And I don't have an issue with that because, as Pat, Patrick says, the goals will be spread out amongst the team. We'll still be getting the job done. But I still have concerns, and I've had concerns for a long time, about uh, backup when it comes to Kyogo. I just feel that, you know, going through a whole season, especially with the travel, the international games, that, that um, you know, brings a lot of travel to guys like Kyogo, um, I, I feel as though we're a wee bit light in that respect. O hasn't yet played an accumulation in 90 minutes under Brennan Rodgers. certainly not started a game. He was on international duty as well. Do you think Rodgers fancies him? Because he hasn't really used him 
um, as much as Andrew's using them, has he? Uh, but he's using them differently, though. And, and like what Patrick was saying is, when you watch Kyogo now, he's playing a lot deeper. He's coming to get the ball, and he's dragging defenders out of position, which is allowing um, guys like O'Reilly to get in and, and, and find space. And when you watch him against um, Kilmarnock, I think it was for was it for Hatati's goal? It was Kyogo that was it Kyogo? I think it was Kyogo that dragged the defender to open up the space for Hatati. To, to shoot and score it might have been Palmer's it was one of the two goals but his movement is a lot better mm. um, I know Ange liked to play off the shoulder the last defender and he always kind of stood in that offside position but Rogers' game is just completely different it's not that blood and thunder let's just attack 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 Rogers' more methodical it's more of a build up yeah. which means that Kyogo has to come deeper to get the ball to get involved in the play because he's not going to get these passes pinged to him from the run on a latch on to um, under Rodgers, so I, I don't think he's going to be as prolific as he has been, certainly as, as, as he was last year. But like Patrick was saying, what he's doing is he's, he's, he's kind of helping other players in the team um, get involved in the goal scoring as well, which is which is what you want. I mean, let's face it, you don't care where the goals come from as long as we win. Um, yeah. and, and if we've got that happening, then I don't see an issue with, with, with Kyogo playing the way he's playing. And I think he actually... It makes him look like a more accomplished all-round player rather than just this this uh, striker that's got pace and can finish. He, he can pass. He can drag players. He's got, he's got good feet. He's got, I don't know. He's got good vision as well. I, I think Rogers does like him, and I think Rogers likes him in the in the position that he's playing or uh, or and within his tactical system that he's playing. What do you reckon about the backup? I mean, I was talking to Lawrence Conley about this two Christmases ago when. Kyogo came back against St. Johnson on Boxing Day and uh, pulled up injured. We ended up having to throw in Julie Dawson. I just don't think we've had the, the, the kind of backup. Yakamakis came in and then left. O's came in, yet he's not got the game time. Paddy, is it, a, is it a position, do you think, come January, we could be looking, as well as maybe a goalkeeper left back, we could be also looking for another striker? It was one they were looking for in, in the summer window, by all accounts, but for whatever reason, it just didn't happen. But then... Saying that, Rogers kind of hinted to it through the summer that uh, Maida might be his, his backup striker. Mm, He's never used yeah. him in that position yet. Um, with, with regards to we we all, I mean, his, his strike rate last season was all right. Considering he was only he was he was just a sub. I think he scored a goal every eighty six minutes for for the yeah. amount of time he was on the pitch, which is which you would take all day long. He's just not getting the minutes. Like you said, he's, he's had less than 90 minutes in the pitch this season. He's getting the odd 10 minutes here. Frustrated life out of me against Kilmarnock where we were comfortable with 3-1 up and he still only got like seven minutes on the pitch when we could have took Kyogo off and gave him 20 to 25 minutes to show what he can do. So all must be feeling frustrated. Um, I mean, he's national manager. Jürgen Klinsmann loves him. He thinks he's, mm. he's going to be a superstar in the future. But he's just not getting the minutes at, at Celtic, um, and I think a lot of the time that's maybe why a lot of fans are, or certainly some people, are forming a opinion might just not be good enough. But we've not really seen enough of them to kind of come to that conclusion yet. Um, so I, I mean, I, I wrote in about them a few weeks ago that I think we made a mistake selling Jack and Marcus because that's him now scored sixteen goals for for Atlanta United. He's scoring almost a gate a goal every week. And he, and he again scored for Greece uh, against Ireland there as well. With that header was something else. It was, yeah. I don't know if you've seen his goal. It was my God, it's tremendous. That's something we're missing for the team. We don't have that focal point. That kind of guy who just barges people at the ways, get aerial presence, and just gets the ball no matter what. So I think letting him go is a mistake. But um, 
obviously at the time his head wasn't wasn't there, wasn't in the game. So it is an area that concerns me. Kyogo's shoulder is one that concerns me as well. I mean, I, I've dislocated my shoulder four times and I know how easy it pops out. I stopped playing football because of it and I stopped doing any sports because of it because it's doing it once is murder, but um, he's done it twice now. And, and I think that's concerning as well because if he needs to get an operation on that shoulder, you're talking months in the sidelines. Um, and we don't seem to have enough people, or enough players in the, in the team to cope with that. So yeah, that is a worry. It is. And you're right about that that shoulder. It wasn't that long ago. You had to leave the park to get it popped back right. in. That, that so amazes it, me. Like, I mean, like I said, I've done it four times and I had to get morphine to put me, <laughs> to put me like, do you know what I mean? He's, he's away in the dressing room getting it popped in and jumped back out and scoring. That's know, unreal. Know, eh? ah, it's incredible. But you're right there about the, having a different type of striker. You know, the Yakimakis type, it's not about playing the ball long and all this kind of stuff. No. I remember when Tommy Burns signed Van Hooydonk and he was speaking about that, Paddy, way back then. He just said, you know, it's a different option up top. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, you can't play the ball uh, round of defence. Sometimes you just need to have a powerful centre-forward. I think Strachan had Jan Venegur of Hesselink, um, who played that kind of role as well. And I like having one of them in my, my squad. I've also liked what I've seen from O. But as you say, if he's averaging eight, a goal of eight, six minutes last season, he's only played 86 minutes this season. The only thing that's missing is one goal, but you know he could get that at any point, and then his record it remains a goal every eighty-six minutes, which is a brilliant record. I mean, it was better um, for a for a period last season than Kyogo's. Um, whether or not he's going to be the long-term option, I don't know. I, I do think that we do need to look at uh, bringing in another another striker in the the summer. And just the point you made there. Um, Sorry, not in the summer, in January. It's getting cold. I should remember it's January, the next transfer window. You made a point earlier about McGregor and the, the central defensive areas and the guys that are not going to get a game. I do think that in terms of the ones we've got home is the guy that could be a long-term successor. Over the next two or three years, I just think that under Brendan Rodgers, we could really develop that boy. There's a, he's rougher in the edges. He's only 20, and I think that he could be the guy that comes in. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he developed. Now, I'm going to bring in a few of these points coming up. Red Scotland, no enough for a daily mention. We're only multiples whilst others sit on the periphery. A gig for all risked enough. Well, there you go, Red. You're up. And you've been up many, many times on that screen. Martin, uh, why isn't the Turnbull contract being talked about, Axon? Well, we did mention David Turnbull last season, and I think it's a conversation we're going to have because he seems to have dropped out the squad. Brendan Monaghan, hail, hail, guys, from a cold county down. Yeah, there's a wee chill in the air uh, in these cold mornings. And Studs Lanigan, I have no idea what you're, you're talking about in the comments. I've not been following the thread of the conversation, but if you're talking about Luke Kelly, that's good enough for me as well. Um, let's talk about David Turnbull then. He's another guy that's fallen out of favour Having started so well this season, Patrick McGilp, um, you know, he comes in, scores a goal, gets a man of the match, but he's dropped out the squads prior to the international breaks. He's a guy for me who has the quality to be an international player, but he can't get a game under Brendan. Where do you see his future? Do you think he's a guy who will eventually leave the club? I mean, his, his contract's running down, isn't it? Yeah, as I believe it runs out this season. It may be next season, but um, it, it's one of those ones. You have to you know, sort of stick and twist. You have to give him a new deal or uh, get some money from him. Um, I've always been a big fan of Turnbull, and I thought this was maybe his season because I thought Brendan could get a tune out of him. Um, he, he did for you know a couple of games, had a bit of a bad game up at Putaudry. Um 
didn't really perform at Ibrooks and since then we've not really seen him. You know, he's came on in games and I think he might have had one start, but he's you know, you can't drop McGregor. O'Reilly's been brilliant this season and we're trying to get Hatati back to form. And I think he's just been a victim of that really, and he's been a victim of that ever since Hatati signed for Celtic. Uh, well, Hatati and O'Reilly. You know, those three certainly seem to be the first choice starters and always have been. Um and Turnbull, as much as he's a good player, isn't as good as those three players. Um, that's just, that's the sense I sort of get. That's the the view that I sort of take. Um, you know, I, as I said, I really like Turnbull, but he has always been quite slow, and he, he doesn't seem to be able to play at the level that Hatati and O'Reilly can. You know, they can hold their own in the Champions League and the Europa League, whereas Turnbull, I think, struggles a bit. Um, where he goes, you know, he's one of those he's one of those players. You know, we're keeping guys like. We're keeping guys like Welsh around to make the Scottish quota. Uh, we're keeping guys like Mikey Johnson and Forrest around to hit that Scottish quota. The eight players for the Champions League. And these are guys who don't really play. Whereas Turnbull actually gets minutes and compared to, you know, guys like Forrest gets quite a lot of minutes. Um so I'd be very surprised if he moved on because we are struggling for those Scottish players in Europe. Um so I think he will stick around, but how much game time he gets, I really don't know. Um, because he's he's all right domestically, he's all right to come on and you know make up the numbers and stuff. And you know the amount of goals he got last season from the bench was quite impressive. Um, and the amount of goals he got at the start of this season was quite impressive. Um, obviously, good set piece taken as well. But it is a bit of a conundrum. You know, it's you don't want to sell him, but you don't really want to play him either, uh, or you can't play him because he's he's not as good as the other guys. So it's a bit of a head scratcher. It is, particularly if Hattati's back on form, O'Reilly's been playing as well as he, he has been playing, and, and of course McGregor is the captain, he's not going to be playing week in, week out. Urban Kulshi, I used to get lots of comments up, then I bought his book, Hardly Feature Now. <laughs> My God, they're all getting salty about this, aren't they? The, the Urban Kulshi is up <laughs> all the time on the screen. No, I'll tell you what it is, it's just basically the way that this, this whole programme is set up. I've got the comments coming in, and on a, an hour show, Live, you can get up to like a thousand comments, and and to be honest with you, if you were commenting in, on a platform other than YouTube, it's only at that point that you would stand out amongst any other commenter because it would be a different logo that f- comes up on my screen. So there's no favoritism. Um, I'm sorry to disappoint anybody. Um, if you make a comment and it's a good one, or maybe even a controversial one, or one a bit left field, I will bring it up. We will discuss it on the show. And if on an occasion when none of the contributors can make it onto the show. I'll just be talking to you full-time. I should maybe do it once a week, where I should just bring up the comments, as many as I can possibly get through for an hour or so, and uh, we'll get through them that way. Listen, thank you, everybody, for getting involved. It's been a a great last few weeks, even though it's been an international break, which isn't my favourite time of the football calendar. Uh, We obviously had the St. Rocks game at the weekend, and uh, we're still talking about it come Wednesday. It's been fantastic. Uh, Going back a couple of weeks, Chris Sutton, the live gig that we did at Don Max in Glasgow, raised three grand for wee Jamie Tierney. Um, The family thanked us this morning. That has arrived with the family. They're really chuffed with that, and we will continue to push that initiative as well, uh, which is sell the jerseys. We are collecting jerseys of all shapes, sizes, descriptions, and ages. And um, if they're not already signed, we're getting them signed by players, we're getting them auctioned and raffled, and we're raising money all year round for we, Jamie. Thank you, everybody, for getting involved. If you didn't get a chance to watch the St. Rocks game, 
We did film it live. Uh, we streamed it live. We only lost transmission for a couple of minutes, which I've clipped from the video. So you can go on there and enjoy the game, enjoy the action, and enjoy the commentary from James McKenzie and JP because it was brilliant. And uh, we're up there above 27,000 views on that. Wouldn't it be great to get 30,000 views on the rock? There was a comment. I'm going to bring up one more comment. It says, Plunge McNugget. Uh, would like Celtic to return the favour and invite St. Rocks to Parkhead for a friendly. Imagine that. I'd love to see it as well. Uh, maybe one day we will see that. Thank you, everybody, for getting involved in the chat. Please subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. 500 strong on this Wednesday afternoon, which is a phenomenal turnout. And thank you to the two paddies, Patrick McGilp and Paddy Sinnott, for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.